Welcome back to Charisma Connection. This is Steve Green with Charisma Media. We've got a great show in store for you today. We're going to be speaking with Jennifer LeClaire, who is the senior editor at Charisma Media. If you've ever read the Charisma Media News, if you're on Charisma News Online, you've read a lot of Jennifer's work. She's published many books, and I'm really excited to be able to talk to you about the next great move of God. And just after this commercial, we'll have Jennifer in the studio, and we'll talk directly about the next great move of God. God bless you and come right back. This podcast is brought to you by the Jesus Image Ministry. The Jesus Conference is a rare and historic event hosted by Michael and Jessica Kulianos of Jesus Image. Join Reinhard Bonnke, Benny Hinn, Heidi Baker, Michael Kulianos, Daniel Colinda, and many more for this historic gathering in Orlando, Florida. Many voices and many generations will be lifting up the name of Jesus. Join us for a time of encountering Jesus. You'll never be the same. To register, all you need to do is visit JesusImage.tv. Again, visit that website, JesusImage.tv. Would you do that today and support Michael Kulianos, a sponsor of this podcast? Welcome back to the studio. This is Steve Green, and with me in studio now is Jennifer LeClaire. Jennifer, welcome. Dr. Steve, it's always a pleasure. Thank you. I am so excited about your book, and I know a little bit about some of the new ones you've got coming. First of all, before we get to your new book, tell us what your favorite book is that you've ever written. You know, my favorite book is probably Mornings with the Holy Spirit, and I like to say it's my favorite because... I didn't actually write it. The Holy Spirit spoke these words to me, and I just wrote them down, and I'm sharing them with the world. However, I think The Next Great Move of God is the most important book I've ever written because of where we find ourselves now in America. America is a nation in crisis, and yet I see great hope for the nation. And so with this book, I think it's the most important message I've ever delivered. So America's in great crisis. America is in great crisis. Look at the condition of our nation. Economically, we're hanging by a thread, despite what our leaders want us to believe. Uh, We're seeing same-sex marriage being legalized throughout our nation. We're seeing immorality. We're seeing pastors falling into adultery, committing suicide. We're seeing just a mess everywhere that we look. And so I really believe that our nation, if it wasn't for the grace of God, would, would no longer exist and may not exist as we know it today without a third great awakening. Before we go deeper into your thoughts, it might mean we might need that devotional book (laughs) that you've written. I know it's a great book. My sister reads it. She thinks it's great. And I keep talking to you about her because she's such a big fan. You have a lot of fans throughout the country. And I wouldn't, let's not use that word because it's almost a little bit belittling to your work. I just think that you connect with them on a spiritual level. Why do you think you have such an avid fan base? I think one of the reasons is because I'm saying a lot of what other people won't say. I think another reason is because I'm touching a felt need. You know, life is not easy, even as a Christian. There is warfare. There are mean people that we have to deal with. And I'm just real and raw. And what you see is what you get. And I say it like it is. And I think the people who are following my ministry really have a hunger to, they they bear witness with it. It's like, yes, I'm saying the same thing. And here's someone that's saying it and it validates and encourages it and inspires them. Well, tell me a little bit about your ministry before we, again, get deeper into your books. Let's talk a little bit about what you do during the week in your in your hometown of Miami 
and your house of prayer, some of the things that you're up to where people could connect with you in other ways? So I stay really busy every day, all day. I start with the 6 a.m. prayer call, the mornings with the Holy Spirit prayer call. And we have hundreds of women who come together to listen to the daily devotion, and then me and two of my intercessors, we pray uh, together. Let's go to that right now and tell me just a little bit about that prayer call. In fact, uh, here's a cut from it right now. Father, we thank you this morning. We bless your name. We magnify and glorify you, and we know that you are you are with us, and we're on your side, God. We love what you love, and we hate what you hate. And so, Father, right now, we just we just ask you, Lord, for those that are going through a storm, Lord, help us to realize the power we have, the authority we have, and the the benefits of obedience and willingness. Lord, your word says the willing and obedient will eat the good of the land. And so many that I hear from these days, they're not eating the good of the land. They're being eaten up by stress and they're being eaten up by worry and and torment of all kinds. Even as believers, even as sincere believers, they're being eaten up on the inside when they're supposed to be eating the good of the land. So, Father, I ask you to shift this, shift the thinking of your people. Shift, shift, shift in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, Lord, help us. You've called us more than conquerors. You've told us that we're overcomers. Lord, help us to overcome in the midst of the storm. Help us to overcome in the face of the battle. In Jesus' name, we bless you, God, this morning. Hallelujah. So now we're back in the studio with Jennifer DeClaire, and what an exciting ministry, and it has to have changed your life as well. It has had a major impact on how you do things. Well, yeah, getting up at 5.30 is something I've been doing for a long time, but getting up and preparing to pray for hundreds of women and encourage them and inspire them has stretched me and stretched my intercessors in a way that's just marvelous. And the testimonies that we get, I mean, I get words of knowledge on these calls, and people will send emails about how their marriage has been healed and how their son came home and how their body, it's absolutely something I never expected. You know, we did it for a week with the launch of the devotional, and I had so many testimonies come in that I just said, it would be a sin to stop. This is feeding so many people. And so there's nothing special about it other than the Holy Spirit shows up on these calls. It's not me. It's not my my intercessors, it's God. That's amazing. It is. You seem to be really busy on weekends, too. You're traveling here and there and about, and what is the intention of that travel? I'm traveling. I'm I'm intending to bring a message of hope. I'm being now called a voice of awakening in the nation is how people are introducing me. I'm going around with a message of revival. I'm going around with prophetic strategies for cities and regions. I'm speaking at churches and revival hubs across the nation and really just trying to stoke the fames. And I really believe we need that third great awakening, but it's going to require people saying it, speaking it, modeling it. And that's what I'm doing in my travels on the weekends. Just after this commercial break, We're going to come back with Jennifer and dive deeply into her book and this great warning that America needs to take heed to. Jennifer, we'll be right back. I'd like to tell you about Dave Williams Ministry. Thankfully for us, Dave Williams is one of our sponsors, and I appreciate so much that they believe in our programs enough to lend their name to what we're doing here at the Charisma Podcast Network. 
Did you know that they're rich in content? When you visit their website at DaveWilliams.com backslash new reality, DaveWilliams.com backslash new reality, you'll find information about what do you really want in life, how to get more out of what you're doing now, setting a direction for your future, how to get there, manifesting success and wealth. I really appreciate Dave Williams' ministry and his great content, and I think you can make your own mind up, and you're really going to like what you hear at DaveWilliams.com backslash new reality. We're back in the studios of the Charisma Podcast Network, and we're blessed to be interviewing Jennifer LeClaire, who is very near and dear to all of our hearts here at Charisma Media because she's such a great online editor, but she's also a very great book author. And I want to talk specifically with her now about the next great move of God. And so, Jennifer, the question that begs is, what makes this season worse than others that have, we've seen throughout the history of America? That's a great question. Before each of the other great awakenings that we saw, the first and the second, we saw a nation or, or a condition in society where it looked like it couldn't get any worse than it was. We were at a point of no turning back, a point of desperation. And I think that that's where we are in America today. You know, the, the Holy Spirit spoke to me in 2007, woke me up in the middle of the night and started talking to me about a third great awakening, and that he wants to bring this great awakening to America. He gave me a long list of things that we need to repent for as a nation. And that was now 2007. This was before, you know, a lot of people want to blame our president for the condition of the nation. I believe that the backsliding of our nation began way long before the current leadership in our government. It happened back in the 60s when prayer was taken out of schools. That was the beginning. Of course, things mm-hmm. were bad even before then. But the, the bottom line is, is that there, there has been a convergence of events, of situations, of the antichrist agendas. You know, we're, we're heading into the end times at a rapid pace. We are in the end times. And to be honest with you, as as working in the news at Charisma, I see all this doom and gloom constantly. And I was becoming cynical. Depressed. It, it was. But then I, I caught this hope. I caught this message about the appeal to heaven and it and infused hope in me. And that's the hope I'm trying to bring to others. What's different now than in, in any other point in our nation? You're just seeing a convergence. You're seeing immorality rise at a rapid clip. You're seeing it in the church and society. You can't even drive down the street without seeing a billboard uh, with some sexual innuendo. I mean, it's just, it's all around us. We've got to do something. We've got to make an appeal to heaven. You've continually referred this as the third great move of God. Would you be more specific about the first two? Remind us of the first two moves of God in America. Well, the first great awakening, our nation was actually birthed out of the first great awakening in the 1700s. Uh, this was a, a time of holiness. This was a time of, you know, people stopped drinking. They stopped going to the bars. They started filling the churches. Uh, you know, it, that was what our nation was birthed out of. The second great awakening in the 1800s was also it lasted decades. And this was a transforming revival. It changed the society. Who were some of the great p- preachers of that time? Charles Finney. Uh, was was one of my favorites. Uh, John Wesley and his brother, the circuit riders. You know, the Methodist movement was very big. And if you go back and read the history, they were praying in tongues. They were moving in the gifts of the Spirit. It was amazing. Do you have a favorite book from that era? Oh, my. Maybe a my, favorite author? My goodness. You know, I, Charles Finney is is one of my favorites. You know, he, he always says, you know, when, when, when America's in decline, the pulpit is to blame. He blamed everything on the pulpit, and, and I sort of stand with him in that. I think it, it's the pulpits in America that need to stand up, rise up, and speak out the truth. And if, and if we'd done our job as the church, then we wouldn't be in this situation. Do you think the megachurches in America are standing up and speaking out? 
For the most part, no, I don't. If megachurches were the answer to the problems in America, we have more megachurches today than we've ever had. Right. And yet our nation is in worse decline today than it ever has been. What's the problem? Where's the disconnect? You know, there's been studies uh, that Lifeway has done, and it's shown that pastors are concerned about the tithe, and so they don't want to speak something that's going to upset people because they don't want people to leave the church. And, and when we're motivated by money, it never works out well. Do you think pastors have fallen to their knees in this great move? Do they, do they see the need that you do? Are they hearing it and just can't address it? I think most of the church is sleeping. They're slumbering. They call it the sleeping giant for a reason. But I do believe that pastors are beginning to wake up. I do believe that this message is starting to go out. I'm not the only one talking about this. You know, in the book, The Next Great Move of God, I spoke with the likes of Billy Graham and, and Greg Laurie and Reinhard Bonnke and people, men, men and women nice of God, list. from all streams of the body of Christ. I mean, you've got the charismatics, you've got the evangelicals, you've got, you know, different streams, you've got the prophetic movement, you've got the apostles, you got, and they're all saying the same thing. And so there's a collective body of voices that are in agreement uh, with what I'm saying, and I believe that there's enough of us saying this, it's going to catch. So what's the essence of the appeal to heaven, that you're crying out for this great appeal? What are we praying to God? What would you have people do to make this appeal one voice? You know, when George Washington, before our nation was founded, he uh, tapped into a philosophy by John Locke, and the philosophy was that when uh, the government has become tyrannical and when there's nothing else we can do to seek justice in our land, that the only thing left to do is to make an appeal to heaven. And so George Washington flew this appeal to heaven flag over his schooners, and he knew that if God didn't intervene, the British Army would defeat us. So he began to cry out to God in desperation. And we're at a point in our time, in our day, where we need to cry out to God in desperation because we've got ISIS in our land. We've got corruption in the government. We've got immorality in the church. Everywhere we look, it's another problem. We've got antichrist agendas rising. Military chaplains can't even pray for people anymore without conviction. Christian bakeries are being forced closed. Look at what's happening around. I've never seen anything close to this in my lifetime, and even in the last year, it's escalated. So we're at a point right now, whether we know it or not, we're desperate. If we don't do something, the church is going to end up facing massive persecution in America. We've seen a taste of it. We've not seen anything yet. Unless God intervenes, unless we get desperate and realize how desperate we really are, we're done. How then should we pray? We should, well, you know, Second Chronicles 7.14 is a wonderful pattern. If my people, it's up to us who are called by my name, would humble themselves. And that's where it starts. You know, Manchester, Kentucky is a beautiful example. This was the methadone capital, the opium capital of America. The kids were dying. They were, they were overdosing on drugs left and right. The pastors, two pastors, Doug Abner and a Baptist pastor, came together and said, what are we going to do? And so they laid aside their doctrinal differences. They humbled themselves. They came together and they began to pray. And then the, the lost parents, the, the, the sinners, they came together to pray. And they, they started praying together and they said, we're not going to do this. We're not going to stand for this anymore. We're not going to allow this anymore. And they began to pray. And they, all the churches came together and began to pray. And as that prayer went up, as that repentance went forth, God answered the spirit of the fear of the Lord fell, desire for God fell, and we saw a transforming revival there. The land was literally healed. The elk came back. The water was purified. God did what he said he would do. He healed the land. We're in the Charisma Podcast Network studio with Jennifer LeClaire, and just after this message, we'll come back and ask her what she foresees in the next great move of God. I want to thank the churchfurniturestore.com 
for sponsoring today's podcast. The Church Furniture Store offers quality, handcrafted church furniture at the best pricing in America. Church Furniture Store is a global leader in the church furniture industry. Since 1991, they've grown into a multi-million dollar company that provides a lot of church items. Some of those items include pews, church chairs, pulpits, communion tables, carpeting, stained glass, altarware, baptistries, and heaters, and Bibles, Christian books, CD, DVD, media, and other church-related items. It sounds like a one-stop shopping hop for most of you. And they ship free to 48 states. You can visit them at churchfurniturestore.com. Thank you very much for sponsoring this podcast. We've been speaking with Jennifer LeClaire about her new book, The Next Great Move of God. And I want to ask you to dive into this book a little bit. And for someone who hasn't read it, first of all, where, where can they find this book? Well, they can find it through Charisma. We have our own book group, book department. Or you can find it on, of course, Amazon.com. Do you have your own Google. website? I do. It's JenniferLeClaire.org. You can get an autographed copy there. JenniferLeClaire.org. Can I get an autographed copy here? You can. Are they available? You can. I love the book. It's compelling. It makes me want to do something as with a pastor's heart. What have you said in the book that you think will move people to pray and to be concerned about what you see prophetically? Well, in the book, we offer a, a state of the union, a spiritual state of the union. And so it's, as Dr. Michael Brown said, you know, I'm sober. I, my eyes are open. I see what's going on. I, my hand is in it every day running the news department here. But beyond that, there's great hope. There's scripture, there's prophetic voices, there's prophetic words that have been spoken over America that, that bring a lot of hope. And so the, the whole point or the whole goal of the book is to wake you up, but then not to leave you in that state of shock and depression and, oh my goodness, it's there, but to bring hope and to bring faith. You know, faith is the substance of things hoped for. And so without hope, there's no faith. And a lot of people are saying, you know, God is done with America. It's, it's too late. There's nothing we can do. I don't believe that. I believe that as long as the church is here, as long as we're praying, God is is moving. He's working. We can't see it, but there's a remnant within the remnant. And this book is to inspire those. It just takes a few. Jesus changed the world with a handful of men. It doesn't take a lot. We can change this country. We just need to press in, lay down our agendas. And this book will equip you, you know, exactly how do I pray? How do I stir revival in my heart? Because that's where it begins. This book talks about that. This book talks about the hindrances to revival. How do I, you know, we're starting to see revival in our church. How do I keep the enemy from coming? coming in and, or keep man from coming in and tearing that apart. It's very practical. So you've got this whole prophetic swirl in the book, but you've also got a lot of practical, you know, how-tos in the book, because I don't want to just tell you what the problem is. I want to show you how to solve it in a godly way, and, and I'm hoping that I've stricken the balance here between the two. That's good. Really good word. How about your favorite passage inside the book? What, what do you recall that moved you the most as the Holy Spirit was flowing through you and your writing? You know, the immediate thing that comes to mind when you say that is how Billy Graham said that his wife, Ruth, his late wife, said that if God didn't judge America, he'd have to apologize to Sodom and Gomorrah. And mm. I think that we've reached that point. You know, my theology has changed about the judgment of God, and, and I do believe that God does discipline nations, and I believe our nation is under discipline. But I also believe that God's blood is sufficient for the sins of this nation, and that's why he requires repentance. And again, I'm just hopeful. I'm really hopeful. I think that the next great move of God is not necessarily going to be accepted by our government. I don't think we're necessarily going to see a transformation in our government. I think that even those in our government will fight against us. And 
in and persecute us, but I think that the revival in the church will be the greatest revival we've ever seen, and I think it'll spill over into the nations of the world. Well, like George Washington, you've developed a flag, or there is a flag related to this movement. Can you describe it? I know we're on a podcast, but you can visually describe this flag pretty simply. I was surprised to find it at Epcot. Uh, I went into the cafeteria, my own business, buy a hamburger, and there was the flag. I've begun to see it a lot across the country. Tell me, can you describe it for us? It's a white flag, and across the top it says, an appeal to heaven in black block letters. And then underneath that, it, it has an evergreen tree. And there's a whole story about that we don't have time to get into. It's, it's in the book. It's about uh, Abraham making a covenant with God. And this flag has become sort of the banner that's galvanized a large number of believers. I mean, this flag is flying over the capital of Arkansas. This flag has been presented to the governor of Texas. This flag has become a symbol of the next great move of God. And, you know, I'm believing, you know, God, can do what he wants to do when he wants to do it, but we're pressing in. We're pressing in hard to prayer. We're pressing in hard to believe God, even for signs and wonders and miracles that'll wake the church up in this hour to believe God for something greater. Tell our listeners real quickly about some of the people that have already read the book and have written to you, have joined with you in the movement. Talk to me about a few of the readers that are notable, at least in what they said to you. Well, you know, Dutch Sheets wrote the foreword to the book, and it was his revelation about this appeal to heaven and the flag and Abraham and the covenant, and that's all in the book. Uh, you know, he's just been a real general of this message, and it's really his message that sparked me to write this book and look at revival uh, as a whole. I mean, everyone from Marilyn Hickey, uh, you know, James Gall, we've had a lot of people really endorse this book and get behind uh, the message. You know, I'm laboring with a group of men called the New Breed Revivalist Network. Work and we're taking this message. Uh, we were in Kentucky. We did a, a tour through Kentucky just recently, Friday night, Saturday, and Sunday, you know, preaching this message of revival. And everywhere we go, people, I just see it. It's like they begin to get it and they begin to wake up and they begin to see that God wants to use them to help bring in the greatest great awakening the world has ever seen. It's amazing. The name of the book is The Next Great Move of God by Jennifer LeClaire. You simply must read it. It's a powerful book and it will drop you to your knees. I'm sure of it. Before we go, tell us your website again. It's jenniferleclair.org. Great. And would you do one more thing? Would you lead a prayer right now for all of those who are listening? Would you pray for this great move and teach us how to pray? Give us an indication of how this prayer would go from your heart now to the listeners who are tuned in. This is for you, the next great move of God, this prayer from Jennifer LeClaire. Father, we thank you for for who you are, and we exalt you and acknowledge you. We glorify and magnify you, and we say there's no other God for you. And we decree and declare that you are the God of America, and the, the covenant that our forefathers made with you is still valid. It's still legitimate. You haven't turned your back on us. You're waiting on us to turn back to you. So, Father, we come to you today in a spirit of humility, and we repent for the sins of this nation. We repent for the abortions, and we repent for the prayerlessness, and we repent for the idolatry and the immorality. We repent, God, for all those things we've said and done and not done that have been displeasing to you, and we ask you to forgive us. And we ask you, Lord, to pour out your spirit over this country, God. Lord, you said to pray to the Lord of the harvest. We're praying to you, God, for that great harvest of souls to come into your kingdom. And Lord, we ask you to wake up the church. Give the pastors boldness in this hour, God. Give us boldness that we would be faithful witnesses of your gospel, even when it's not popular. Lord, give us strength. 
Give us hope, stir hope in our hearts, and help us to believe you for what you want to do in this nation. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. In Jesus' name. This is the Charisma Podcast Network. You've been listening to The Charisma Connection. Today's guest was Jennifer LeClaire and her great book, The Next Great Move of God. Jennifer, thank you very much. God bless you, and God bless all of our listeners. This has been a production of the Charisma Podcast Network. Steve and Joyce Strang are the founders and owners of CPN. Dr. Steve Green is the executive producer of the Charisma Podcast Network. We intend to honor God with every podcast and remain thankful to our advertisers and supporters who make these podcasts possible.